This podcast is for general interest and entertainment purposes only. It should not be seen as any form of financial advice. The matters discussed may not suit your particular circumstance. You should always seek your own independent advice. Welcome to another episode of About Success 123. In this episode, we're going to be talking to a very successful tech entrepreneur, Fred Shabesta. Now, he's someone who has found success in business on a number of occasions. In his early 20s, Fred co-founded a digital advertising agency, which he later sold to a publicly listed company. At this point, Fred didn't, you know, retire and put his feet up. Fred kept going. At 26, Fred and his business partner established Finder. That's the successful comparison website where you can compare the price and benefits of a whole host of products and services. Finder is now in 83 countries. So how did Fred do it? How did he find his success? How hard was it? And of course, we always like to ask, did luck play a role? Let's find out right now and talk to Fred. So Fred, Shabesta, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. So now, Fred, being the person who co-founded Finder, has the success of Finder surpassed your wildest expectations or did you kind of know it would always be successful? Well, I think with every investment that you make, you know, there's a certain level of risk involved and I feel I put a lot of effort into testing the different variables of Finder to a certain size. Yep. And now, but I think... Yeah, it's gone to a place where it's way beyond what I can, you know, grasp in all of its dimensions. I have rough ideas about certain things, but in its zoomed out sense, like I look at it and it is there is a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you keep on top of that? Because well, I mean, the, the, the organization's I, so big now. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I don't know whether it's about keeping on top of something like that. You don't think you can. I think, I think that's an important thing. I just got to say this up front is, you know, I don't think I'm a self-made man. That's, that's a massive misnomer. I'm a product of many incredible people that have helped me get to where I am. And I'm very grateful for all the help that people give, have given me and they share with me and partner with me and go on journeys together. And those are the people that actually run and operate and create and build you know, this entity, this finder entity. Yeah, I was at the start and I helped a lot then, but I'm really just a, a, a small piece of that bigger effort that goes to to making what finder is. So how do I do that is it's in the selection of the people that are prepared and willing and able and, you know, believe in what we're trying to do and create and make a difference in the world by helping people make better decisions in their life. That vision and that that purpose, that mission, if, if they're on board with that, I think that's the great first step. And then I have sort of a formula that I look at for individuals and who who I think can really lead. And there's that formula is it's broken down and written in 12 leadership principles of Finder. Mm. Um, I haven't publicly published that yet, but it is an internal document, but it's something which, you know, these are the principles that we believe a great leader at Finder has. And that tends to lead us to um, a really, really strong place. So if we go back to when you started Finder, I mean, you just mentioned those 12 principles. When you started Finder, did you have a strategy in place or did you just kind of go with the flow and just see where it took you? I would love to say I had a, an overriding strategy, but I didn't. I, was, I literally just took it day by day 
And, you know, over time, uh, you know, at this idea of exploiting and creating power, I don't know if of the listeners, you, everyone's listened to, or you've talked about, I'm a big advocate of the seven powers. And in that, I don't think I naturally knew that or understood that. I just felt it to some extent. I think it's intuition to a large degree for, you know, great strategists and people who build businesses. They just sort of lead the company in a certain direction. And now I think it's a lot more structured and organized in that sense, a bit more explicit about that. But I think the in the beginning, it was really, yeah, just touch it, feel it, try it, looks good, all right, let's have a go, didn't work out, take a step back, take another step forward, here we go, and yeah, really test and learn. So do you think luck might have played a role in what you were doing? You know, I think the methodology that I apply is an extraordinary comfortableness with making mistakes and getting things wrong in fast pace and quick succession. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with a lot of like 101 no's so I can get that 102 Yes. Mm. And I think that's, you know, maybe how I manufacture luck, you know, sometimes just by chance trying again, but in a slightly different way works out. You know, I don't think I'm that, you know, lucky or special in that sense, but I probably needed more attempts than most people. And that's just because I, I, I'm just not as, you know, maybe I just haven't seen as many things and my experience is not as strong as everyone else, but I, you know, I just keep rolling the dice until I get it right. So why do you think people are unsuccessful? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a very, very uh, intense question. And I think, you know, when I think of success, and maybe this is just my approach, but I always think it comes down to innately knowing that you are not an island. You don't live on an island. You're not the product of yourself i don't reckon people actually know even know why we're here let alone we didn't actually create ourselves none of those things and when you get that real deep connection and realization that you are intimately connected to almost every single person on this planet in almost everything that exists you're a part of that universe and deeply connected you start from that thesis i think if you can start to create win-win in all interactions and in all circumstances, so when I say win-win, I mean you win and, and they win as well. That's when I think you start to create a, a, a set of capital which you're giving out to the world and value you're creating and you get, you get that back. I think when it go, becomes unsuccessful is when you either don't give enough or you take too much within those circumstances. So let me, let me lean into that a little bit more. I think don't give enough is when you don't commit enough to your business or your idea. And what I mean by that is when I am working on something and just my level of commitment is not negotiable. And I want to expand on that if I can just a little bit is let's look at the word and really what it is is about are you prepared to be ultimately responsible? What does the word responsible mean? Well, let's, let's unpack that word. Just look at the word. Responsible is two words, which is the ability to respond. In other words, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in your business, are you there and able and willing to respond to no matter what is happening? Are you that committed? And that level of commitment to be responsible regardless of anything is the level at which you must commit in order to be successful. That is my belief on that. Mm -hmm. That's the starting point, right? That's the beginning and that's the level of commitment you need. And everything sort of comes from that. Then I think the second part is if you take too much 
I think when I say when I say take too much, what I mean by that is number one, the world owes you nothing. You started with nothing and you'll end with nothing. So expecting number one, anyone or anything to give you anything, that's not gonna that's probably gonna lead you to not into the greatest place. Taking too much in any particular circumstance or a situation is probably not going to create the best win-win overall. And I think it's a little bit of a it all that that sort of stacks together, those kind of things. When you take too much in any circumstance, I think that's when you tend to lead to circumstances which don't benefit you in the long haul, and that's when you become unsuccessful. So I read somewhere where you actually said that when you start a business or start something, you shouldn't do it by yourself. Mm. You should do it with, I guess, a business partner or people around you or get people around you. So I'm just wondering why you feel that it's important to have those people around you. I just don't think anyone does anything by themselves. There's, there is no one. You know, any business needs a customer. So that's a someone else already. Yeah. Any business, you know, ultimately reports to someone, that whether that's themselves or their family or their shareholders or whoever it may be. Every business needs other people to support them in that as well. So, you know, as an example, let's say this internet connection we're talking on right now. Yeah. We didn't create that internet connection. And there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of people supporting this internet connection to be alive. And it's the only reason why that this business can actually operate is because of other people. Mm. And, and, and that's just obviously very meta. But I think if you zoom in and anywhere get close to any business, you'll realize that you are extremely connected and interconnected with other people and they are actually creating your success. I think I just want to add one more, you know, yeah. I think in that sense, what I, and I'll just build on that is, you know, starting with other people and doing stuff with other people. The reason why I'm such an advocate of that is because I recognize in myself that I personally am not, you know, the best at many things. There are many things I'm, you know, like I'm organized, but I'm, I can get caught up in things and I get disorganized in that sense. I commit my time heavily to certain things and I get very distracted on other times. And that makes me not necessarily the best manager. I'm not the best person to be the project manager, you know, the detailed person. Sometimes I, you know, I just make certain decisions and uh, in certain circumstances, I'm not the best. And for those things, I always in the beginning of any situation, first look for the people that will, I can partner with to create success. That's my first step. Mm-hmm. I look for the who's on the bus. Yep. And with even small projects inside the organization, inside Finder or big, big projects, all the time I'm thinking about who who's with me. How can we all be successful together? And, and, and I think the reason for that is I think that's how you manufacture big success or bigger because you combine all the strengths of the individuals together and now you come across as being almost you know omnipotent mm. um, because you're strong everywhere. And, and I think that's that's the reason why I try to approach it that way. Okay, so in your the early days, if we just get back to the early days of Finder and your other business, um, apparently times at, the, at that stage were pretty tough in terms of everything was pretty lean, but at no point did you give up. I'm just wondering what keeps you motivated to keep going, even when, you know, the goals aren't being kicked at that point or, you know, things are really tough. What, what keeps Fred Shabesta going? It's an interesting one, and I I think I wrote a a post about this the other day, and I've started to come to terms with it as well. But I I love to win. (laughs) (laughs) I really love to win, Uh and I'm not ashamed of that anymore. Like I I don't mind. 
you know, I'm here to compete and I want to win. I want to be a winner. And not just, it's not necessarily, you know, in comparison to other people, that's really not what it's about. It's actually now past that. It's actually just about myself. And what I've set to be the win is then, you know, I'm scoring myself. I'm, mm. I've got my own scorecard. It's like when you go and play golf by yourself. No one else is watching. You're just there to score yourself and see how you go and compete mm. against yourself. Mm. And I think in that sense, that's an, it's a very eternal path that, that, that creates motivation. You know, I can continuously score myself. I, I got to say, like, throughout time, I had different purposes. Mm. And, you know, there were several I achieved along the way. And then I had to create a new one, really. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, geez, I achieved that. Uh, okay, let's go create another one. Mm. And that, that's how I, I tell, you know, that's how I deal with purposes. I just create them. I just go, look, I'm going to, this is my purpose. This is what I'm going to do. I want to do this. And this is what I'm sending everything of my energy to do that. That's, that's the reason why I'm doing it. And I'm going to go do that. And I feel great about that. And then once, when I achieve it, I'm like, oh, that feels really good. And now I'm going to go build on that. And this is my purpose to go now. I'm going to do this for this reason. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think in the past it was maybe, you know, I was probably trying to, you know, prove my parents wrong you know, yeah. in some way, because they, you know, they wanted me to go to university and get a degree and get a stable job and a stable life and stuff like that, which is great. You know, I just took a different path and I, you know, I wanted to come back. And I think I wanted to create, you know, with Finder, I wanted to create, my second purpose was to create a passive income, to create a business, which is, you know, like successful. The business is successful without me. Like it's, it's not me anymore. Mm. It's the business itself. And I think with due respect, you know, I, as much as I, I think I'm a contributing force in that company, it's everyone else in that company now that makes it great. It's not, it's not me. And and just just being straight about that. So I think that then I sort of felt I achieved that. And then of recent, I had to create another one. because so I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of done. Now what are we going to do? I really wanted now, my, my purpose is to create something no one's ever done before. Uh, and what's that? Well, you know, I'm on that journey right now and I feel like we're getting close to this product that we're going to release. And I think it's going to be remarkable, truly remarkable, remarkable for Australians, remarkable for Americans, remarkable for the, for a lot people all around the world, I think, but they're the two first markets we're focused on. And I have dedicated myself to this, you know, over the last, I'd say at least six months and more. And I'm feverishly working on the legals and I'm intricately involved with the details and the reason why I want to do that is because I have three values in my life. And they are family, wealth, and legacy. And mm. you know, this one really speaks to that legacy piece. So mm. I, I'm really, really passionate about that. And that's that's what gets me to keep going and doing what I'm doing. You know, I think that's probably part of it. So there's this sort of purpose. And then I think on the other side, I just have to keep myself like people around me that I sort of keep around me are positive people. You know, they they pick me up when I'm down. Yeah. I don't get down that often, but you know, I do from time to time. I also exercise. And I think the other thing is that has helped. And this is probably not something which, well, I just, you know, I've got to attribute this. My mom is one absolute force of nature. <laughs> she is <laughs> like an incredible woman. And she taught me just how much is possible for one human to get done and be, you know, and have impact on in life she would have done 35,000 laser eye surgeries probably you know 50,000 cataract surgeries in her career she ran a business she started a business when she in her 50s started so that's pretty out there and taking a risk yeah and she exercises nine times a week 
Uh-huh. She's had three children. And I look at her and I say, that's an incredible, that's just the benchmark I was, you know, gifted as a mm. child mm. And, and as an individual. And I think that's, I just take after that, you know, I don't have any other necessarily external mentors. I try and hang out with people who are very successful. I, I celebrate their success yep. and hopefully I can be successful yep. in that level. Maybe, maybe some of the reasons how I keep myself going. So just then you mentioned wealth. I've noticed in the, uh, in the press that when they often mention your name, Young Rich Lister comes up and they mention your wealth. I'm wondering whether money is one of your drivers or is it something else? Yeah, I think you know, money definitely is part of it, no doubt. No doubt at all. But you know, it's not all that drives me. I, you know, if it was just money, I, I'd probably not create. In some ways, it could be easier. Um, if it was that, that if, if, if it was that easy, but I think I'm, I actually love to create things uh-huh. and, you know, one of the byproducts of that is, is it creates wealth. When you create great value for people, people reward you back with, with wealth sometimes, not all the time, but it just so happens that I randomly got given and chose an area of, you know, the internet and cryptocurrencies and in this world, when you go and take capital and you risk it to potentially get a gain, you get rewarded with wealth. And I just think that's just the luck of the draw. That's the universe we live in. It's a bit ridiculous that, you know, people who raise our children and who, you know, teach people, who take care of people in hospital, you know, I actually think those roles are actually probably way more uh, contributing than, than what I do. But in some small way, hope, you know, just in this universe, my contribution, you know, it, I guess it, it does create, wealth and jobs for other people to go and you know bring, bring the things to life but i i don't think that I, I i just got lucky i guess in in that sense do you think the key to being successful is uh the ability to take a risk or can you be successful do you think without taking a risk well you can you can be successful without taking risks i just don't think that the level it depends on what level of success you want to take right? yep. if you always go around reducing risk you will essentially give up the opportunities where you should be taking a risk. And I, I take risks, you know, pretty big ones as well. Not reckless ones, calculated ones, mm. consistent ones. And I think the summing together of many, many risks that I have taken over time and approaching them in certain ways has aggregated me together to going from, say, you know, when I'm starting something, you know, I think most people starting out has have a you know a ten percent chance of success. I probably have a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have a huge edge. I have a small edge, but that little small edge helps me, and I think that's what enables me to to be successful in in the endeavors that I currently partake in. So now the good thing is, Fred, you've got a book coming out. Now, this podcast was launched in July 2021 and your book will be out on August 10, 2021. So the name of the book is Going Live, 10 Principles to Launch a Global Empire. That's a, uh, a pretty uh, a pretty interesting title and a, uh, I, I imagine a pretty big mountain to climb. Yeah, I think... You know, I, I'm not great at, I don't think I, I could write a book on how to get rich quick or how to lose weight or, you know, any of those things. But I think, and I probably couldn't write a book on, you know, 10 rules for your business because I'm a pretty big rule breaker. But what I think I could teach is the principles. So the eternal spirit of ideas that I take actions with. And in that, 
share the stories that taught me those principles. That's what this book is all about. And each of those parables, each of those stories are the things that changed my life. And, you know, I, I had 39 businesses before, you know, failed businesses before I built Finder. And Did you really? I, yeah, I, a, I didn't find that bit. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I failed quite a bit before you know, building Finder. And I think they're, the, these principles are the things that I know. And I, I just hope that everyone can learn something from that and, 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 and grow and, you know, it'll be beneficial to them as well. Yeah, no, fantastic. So the book, I guess, is going to be available at um, Booktopia and all that sort of sort of thing. Yep. Or, yep all Amazon right. and fantastic. All right, Fred. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast about success one, two, three today. It's uh, been great having you on as a guest, and your your insights into somebody who is successful have been very interesting. Thank you very much. 